twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. And I'm Danny Feimster. And Anthony Roquet is out today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about the new Ocean KGUV 899 amateur two-way radio and match it up against the ever-popular Bofang UV5R. We'll compare the features of these two radios and tell you which model we think offers the best value for the price. We'll also review the new Midland ER300 emergency hand crank radio with the flashlight and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Ocean has a new dual-band amateur handheld transceiver that seems to be aimed at users of the extremely popular and low-cost Bofang UV5R. This radio is the KGUV899, and we now have a demo right in front of us. Today we're going to tell you about this new KGUV899 radio and compare it against what may be its primary counterpart, the Bofang UV5R. So let's take a look at this radio. Uh, what are your first thoughts on it? You know, I really like uh, this radio right out of the box, mainly because of the price. I mean, it's it's uh, an inferior radio, I believe, to some of the higher-end Ocean products, like the, the 6D and obviously the 8D. But I like what it offers at the price point it offers it at. The, you know, the most popular Ocean radio for a long, long time was the UVD1P, mm-hmm. which... Um, it was extremely popular. It's been around for many, many years now. This radio, the the KGUV 899, seems to offer pretty much the same features, maybe even a few more features than the UVD1P at a lower price. And it's a little bit smaller, a little lighter of a radio as well. So I think that people are really going to like this model. I think it's going to be popular. I, th- I think so, too. Um, at the very least, I, I think it will it will give the UV5R uh, a little bit of a run for the money. Well, I, I think so. I mean, when we got this radio in, the question quickly came up internally here is, will we see some UV5R users jumping ship for an 899? Well, people that were considering a UV5R now say, well, I have this other radio at a $80, so uh, is it worth the extra money for the upgrade to this so I, that's what we're kind of exploring today yeah i think the, the first thing price wise i think that's the big thing obviously the uv5r has long been known as one of the most inexpensive radios out there that that uh delivers uh at least the minimum of what uh, a lot of hams are looking for um but this one right here you know it's 20 30 dollars more uh but does it have anything more to it that makes it worth, um, 
you know, upgrading, so to speak, from the UV5R? Is, is there something more to it for that $30, or is it just the same, or is it a little bit less? So we're going to take a look at all of these one by one. Let's start off with the bands. Uh, both radios are 2-meter, 70-centimeter dual-band uh, radios, and they pretty much operate on the same frequencies. They do. Now, uh, one thing that I want to point out right out of the gate is the, the KGUV899 is not Part 90 type accepted. Mm-hmm. So this radio is physically capable of transmitting on business bands, but not being Part 90 type accepted means that you shouldn't use this radio to um, transmit on business frequencies. Now, Ushin has told us that the radio is built to Part 90 specifications, and if it becomes a popular radio down the road, they will have this model type accepted um, for Part 90. But as of now, it doesn't have that certification, so you shouldn't use it on business band frequencies. You can use it to receive all day long, but you shouldn't transmit on business frequencies with a a non-Part 90 type accepted radio. So that's definitely an advantage for the UV5R right out of the gate. Overall, the cap- as far as capabilities, it, that's a draw because both mm-hmm. radios can transmit on the same frequencies, receive on the same frequencies. But the, the Part 90 technicality is um, a, a big limitation for the 899, I would say, at this point. Yeah, this is, at least for the time being, a purely an amateur radio. Right. That, that's right. Yeah. Now, what about the power? Essentially, both radios um, are advertised to have basically the same power, 4 watts uh, UHF, 5 watts VHF. That's right. Um, now, I, I would give a slight edge to the Ocean product here just based on their history. We, we've only got a couple samples of this radio at the time we're recording this episode, so it's, it's hard to say, you know, um, we haven't looked at a lot of, of actual product, but based on the history... I've seen a lot of UV5Rs fluctuate in the amount, actual amount of power that they output. We'll see them anywhere from 3.5 watts to 4.5 watts on the same frequencies. I believe that um, you and I tested yeah. ours, and mine's 3.5 watts on certain 2-meter frequencies, and yours is, is over 4. Yeah, there's a normal fluctuation on these. And that was with the same battery. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> um, so really, power-wise, it's... It's, it's kind of a draw, too. It's going to be it's, close. I would say if you're looking for more consistency, the, the KG899 would win out. Okay, now what about the chassis? There, there's a lot to this that we really need to let uh, everyone in on. That's uh, it's a little bit different from the UV5R. Uh, well, the 899 is slightly um, taller, but I'd say as far as height, width, the dimensions of the actual radio... They're really, really similar. It mm-hmm. it kind of feels like a UV5R when you hold it. It's it's definitely a heavier radio, mm-hmm. and um, it's obviously, and this is the big advantage for the 899, it, it's clearly a more durable radio. Now, I was holding it, I was testing it out quite a bit yesterday, uh, hitting some of the local repeaters in my area and I found it to be a little more comfortable than the to hold than the UV5R. What's you're holding it in your hands right now. What what's your what's your impression of it? Um you know, I I like the feel of it. It feels like a, a durable radio. It it reminds me of a lot of the business radios that we sell. Mm-hmm. The UV5R is 
a lighter radio. The, the UV5R kind of looks more like a, a toy, I guess you'd say. Yeah, that's. I think that's what some people would would say. Yeah, that I think a lot of people would agree with you there. In fact, both things seems to. Um, kind of play up on that a bit because they'll make it in all these different colors and uh, things like that and, and of course when you start making yellow ones and red ones and things like that it, it really starts to look even more like a toy in my opinion right it definitely has that look especially in in some of the variations i completely agree with you now there's a lot to be said for a 40 dollar radio i mean a, yeah, a lot yeah. of people that we talk to say it's a throwaway radio i'm going to mm-hmm. buy two or three of them i'm going to throw one in a drawer and and never use it or i have it whenever my main one breaks or i use it as yeah. a backup it's for the car that kind of thing and that's a good reason to have a 40 dollar radio but um if you're looking for something a little more durable um it may be worth spending the extra 30 or 40 bucks to go with this uh UV899 it's it's definitely a, has a more durable feel um it has an aluminum chassis whereas the the UV5R uh is plastic yeah it has a plastic uh, back plate on it this one has a metal back plate um you know i did a um weight test i i I weighed both my uv5r and this 899 uh, with the battery belt clip the stock antenna and the wrist strap all together and they both weighed minor variations but they both weighed about the same which was it just came out at just a little under half a pound um so the weight was didn't seem that much of a difference Hmm. i wonder um, why it feels i mean when i'm holding one in one hand and one in the other and it feels like the 899 is, is more solid for some reason. I think reason. the battery makes a bit of a difference. Uh, one of the radios, and, and to be to be straight up with everybody, I, I don't remember which one it was at the, at the time, but without the battery, one of the radios is a little bit lighter than the other. Um, but when I weighed the battery separately, one of the batteries is a little heavier than the other battery. I see. Um and right offhand, I can't remember right offhand which one it was, but um, I think that was the difference. I think the uh, Ocean was a little bit heavier because of the metal backplate, but the battery was a little bit lighter, I think. Well, let's talk um, a little bit about the battery. The, the um, battery on the KG UV899 is a 1300 milliamp, whereas the UV5R has an 1800 milliamp battery, which should give it more capacity. And that may explain the weight difference that you were saying. Maybe yeah. there's um, a heavier battery with the UV5R. That that would. That would. Um, the chassis is uh, a little bit more durable, but it's also water-resistant as opposed to the UV5R, which isn't water-resistant at all. That's right. The, the uh, KG UV899 is uh, rated at IP55 water resistant which isn't submersible but um should be very splash resistant that's a jis4 or ip4 is usually um okay for rain um, splash five is the next step up and um one further than that is submersible so it's not a submersible radio but um should be um, very water resistant now we're calling it water resistant whereas uh, Ushin and uh, other manufacturers that use that IP55 rating call it waterproof. And we're not saying waterproof 
uh, intentionally because we want to make sure that you know everyone understands that this is not a dunkable radio and some people will get that that assumption that oh well you know I can run this under the water and soap it up and wash it off if I if it gets wet I don't do that it's right just not- I think you may be able to run it under the water with this this rating but waterproofing is such a it, Nothing is really waterproof. It's a scale. Yeah. I think we've done episodes on this before. So uh, you can say something's waterproof, but waterproof to what? If it's waterproof to one meter for 30 minutes, that's not waterproof if you take it to two meters. Right. I mean, if you're running around the in the rain, don't worry about it too much. But uh, just like anything else, uh, you want to try to keep it dry if you can. Right. I would agree with that. It's just using a little common sense in that regard. Um. What about the display here? Now, uh, both radios seem to have similar displays, and the visible area seems to be about roughly the same size, but I did notice that the font on the UV899 seems to be slightly smaller and and wider uh, on the Ushin than the Bofeng. But you noticed something else about the display. Yeah, the the one thing I noticed was the channel name options. You lose a character on the KGUV899. It will only hold six character channel names, whereas the UV5R will hold seven character channel names. So that's probably not the end of the world, but that's definitely an advantage for the UV5R, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it it is. Other than that, though, the displays look... uh yeah, roughly, roughly about the same. Well, let me give the the uh, eight ninety nine a point. Um, I think the display on the eight ninety nine is considerably more readable because the backlight is very even. It's got a very yeah. soft blue backlight throughout, whereas the the UV five R is is not backlit very well. If you ask me, the um, the eight ninety nine I think is much more readable because it has a much better backlight. It's the same backlighted display that you see on the the 6D and the, the D1P. Well, we'll, we'll give the Ushin that point. Uh, no argument there. All right, let's take a look at some of the features. Now, for the most part, the features on both the radios are fairly similar. I mean, there are a lot of similarities to the features. They have a lot of the standard options that you find on a lot of the HTs. But, um, you know, they both of them have DTMF uh, encoding, CTCSS, DCS, they both have a built-in FM radio, and they both support wide and, and narrow banding. Uh, they both have an emergency alarm, voice prompts, a keypad lock, channel scan, dual watch, a timeout, uh, and a busy channel lockout. Uh, I mean, all those are pretty much standard. Both of these can also be programmed for repeaters, and they're Vox-capable. They both have lighted LCD displays, a lighted keypad, and, of course, the LED flashlight, which uh, seems to be prevalent on a lot of these HTs these days. And they both have memory channels, but there are some differences with some of those features. Right. A, a big one is what you just mentioned, the memory channels. Yeah. The UV5R has a limit of 99 memories, 99 channels. Whereas on the KGUV899, you can program in up to 199 channels. And that is a big deal for a lot of hams. I've heard a lot of uh, hams talk about that. Uh, in fact, when we did the episode on the KGUV8D, that was in episode uh, 72, uh, that was our last episode, uh, there were a lot of hams that were saying, okay, you know, there was a 
There was a discrepancy there in the specifications uh, before we received the radio as to whether or not it had 199 channels or 999. And we were excited about the 999 yeah. because there's so many hams that say 199 isn't even enough. Yeah, and so that seemed to be a, a, a deal maker for a lot of people. When they found out there were 999 channels in this radio, you know, there were a lot of hams that said, okay, yeah, we're buying one. <laughs> right, right. That's uh, So for some of the users of the UV5R, I, I'm sure there's some that don't really care. Um, for me, it's not that big of a deal right now because my UV5R, which I do like, um, I don't use all the memory channels in it anyway. Neither does my son Tom. You know, he has one too. But um, there are people out there that, that use it for scanning and um, they want to scan everything, and, and for them, 99 channels just isn't enough. Right. I guess it's, it's, if you do a lot of traveling, maybe you like to program in a lot of the, the repeaters in the areas that you travel to. I know I keep a few. We, we do these ham fests, and I keep a few channels in my radio that I set to not scan that are just for when we go on the road and do a ham fest or something. I'll, I will... Um, you know, I already have the, the call-in or the talk-in frequencies is right in my radio, so that's kind of convenient. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you travel to a lot of places, I can see those adding up really quick. So um, that's a big plus for the 899. Now, another item that the 899 has that the uh, UV5R doesn't, uh, it has a programmable or a somewhat programmable key on the side. That's right. One of the keys on the side of the 899, you can go into the menu and assign its function. So if you don't like its default function, which is a flashlight or radio, I believe, you can change it to something else within, I'd say, a list of maybe five or six options. Yeah, just a few options. Um, the third item, and this is one that uh, I was happy to see, is the 899 has a channel knob on the top. This is a feature that uh, that you usually find on business radios, some other high-end radios. But on a lower-end radio like this, it's it's something that you gen- generally don't see uh, very often, if at all. Uh, the UV5R has the up and down arrow keys. That's all they have. And sometimes it is a little bit of a pain to have to, if I want to change channels in the radios on my hip, I have to re- bend down and try to feel for the keys to try to change the channels. Um I don't have to do that with this radio. Just flip the channel knob. That's right. It, you, now, it doesn't have channel announce or anything like that, so you still kind of have to know how far the channel you want is from the channel you're on now. But having the knob is a, a nice benefit. and it, That's a complaint that we've gotten on the UV5R. I've heard that complaint several times uh, over the last year or so about the UV5R. People, especially if you have a lot of channels, having to, to hit that up and down arrow or hold it in, it's just not as easy as, as twisting a channel knob. So that's a nice usability yeah, feature. That's true. Um, now, uh, the audio quality, uh, both have pretty decent front speakers, and, and I think the audio quality is comparable between the two. I haven't really heard a, a big difference, you know, one winning out over the other and a real smackdown, uh, so to speak. But they, they they both sound pretty good to me. Right. I would agree. And the antenna options. Now, one good thing about this radio, if someone wants to upgrade from a UV5R to an 899, they don't really have to worry about the antennas so much because they're both using an SMA male antenna connector. So you can swap these things out 
And uh, not that you'd really need to, because I did a test yesterday, and the stock antenna with the 899 um, seems to uh, to do really well on its own. It seems fairly well tuned for the radio as it is. But if you want to upgrade to say, uh, say if you want to use, you know, one of the other antennas like a, a Nagoya. 771 or 701 that you had previously purchased for your UB5R, you don't have to go out and buy all new te antennas. You can just grab one of those and put those on. Yeah, like you were saying from your test yesterday, you were comparing the stock antenna, I believe, to a, a Nagoya 771. Yeah. And the reports you were getting are that in some cases, the 899 stock antenna did better than the Nagoya. Yeah, and in, 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 in general, cases. it was about equal from what you were saying, right? Pretty much. Everybody said I was coming in pretty clear. But that's a big advantage for the 899 because it's extremely common to see an antenna purchased along with the UV5R. Mm -hmm. um, our top-selling accessory with the UV5R is a Nagoya 701 or Nagoya 771 antenna. It almost goes without saying that if you buy a UV5R, you're going to throw away the stock antenna and replace it with something else. So you yeah. could look at that as an advantage for the 899 because you're having to put an extra 10 bucks into your UV5R right out of the gate. So that gets you a lot closer in price if you're comparing between these two radios to what, what you're going to spend for the 899 if you plan on using the stock antenna. Well, the antenna choices are pretty much the same overall because they both use an SMA uh, male on the on the radio um, would you say that the stock antenna for the 899 is considerably better than the stock antenna for the UV5R um, yes I would I would I'll give Ushin a point for that I think the stock antenna on the UV5R isn't bad for what it does but you know most people including myself have other antennas that we swap it out with I, I it, I don't think I've used the stock antenna for the UV5R um, oh wow, um, in a long, long time. I don't think you're alone. I think most of the time when we sell a UV5R, we sell an antenna upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll sell that uh, accessory kit that includes uh, the antenna upgrade with it. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I would actually be fairly satisfied with the, uh, the stock antenna for the 899. Uh, now, programmability, you know, both the radios can be programmed from either the keypad or with a programming cable, and uh, and the 899 has its own software to program um, the radio. At the moment, you need to have the uh, 899, specifically the 899 software. Uh, it's uh, not uh, chirp-ready. Uh, I should say, or Chirp isn't 899 ready, I should say, at, at the time that we're recording. That may change Yeah, no, soon. no one has added um, KGUV 899 support to Chirp at this time, just simply because it's a new radio, mostly. But uh, if, if it gains in popularity, I'm sure you, you'll see it there. But um, I think it's just a matter of time before, uh, before they get that in now, there. I would like to say on the programming software question, the right out of the box, the software, the standard software for the 899, I would give the advantage over the UV5R out of the box software. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't believe anyone uses the UV5R software. Everyone uses Chirp yeah, to program much. <laughs> it. And with the lack of Chirp support for the 899 at this time, I would I would say the UV5R has the advantage in this this category. I will say this though, it was very fast. I was surprised at how fast uh, I was able to connect and upload and download the uh, programming file to and from the radio with the Ocean software. A lot of the, the Ocean programming um, software uh, for the different radios, there'll be a little bit of a lag time when it starts that upload or download process. This one I found that it, it seemed to be a lot more responsive hmm. than some of the others. Now, maybe that was just me on my computer, um, but I tried it here at the office, and then I tried it at home, and it seemed consistently fast. Wow. So, um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, I, I was a little surprised because I was expecting it to kind of lag there for a few seconds before it, you know, did that upload or download uh, process. But it, it seemed to just, boom, right away uh, kick in. Um, um, it's also good to note that the same programming cable that you use for a UV5R will work on the UV899. Yes. Um, or uh, if you have an Ocean uh, 6D or any of the other handheld um, Ocean radios, the, your programming cable will work on this 899. Yes. Yeah. So you don't need to go out and get a whole new programming cable. It's just if you already have the programming cable installed and set up, or if you already have a programming cable for the UV5R, all you need to do is just install the, the programming software for the 899, and, and you're good to go. That's what I did at, at home. Um, and... The accessories. We were talking about the antennas, but another plus uh, for maybe doing an upgrade, if you have a UV5R already, is the selection of audio accessories. That's right. The same audio accessories that work with the UV5R will work with an 899. Um, It uses a standard Kenwood-style two-pin connector. And uh, it's the same connector from the UV5R to the 899 to the the 6D, the 8D. Uh, there are a lot of uh, amateur radios out there that use the same connector. So chances are, if you have a radio already that you've bought audio accessories for, those accessories will work on the KGUV 899. Now, the downside to the uh, rest of the accessories for the 899 is that... Um, those uh, like the battery, the battery eliminator, the the uh, drop-in charger, um, that is a little more unique to that radio. It is now. It, this is the same battery that some other pr- prior Ocean models used, like the eight eighty nine. Yeah, and the and the eight sixteen, I think, also. Yeah. So if you have any of that that uh, those those models then uh, you'll be okay. But I don't believe those were very popular models at all. But uh, um, if you have a D1P or a a 6D, your charger is not going to be compatible. Your battery is not going to be compatible. And now we come to the bottom line, and that's the price. Um, What are we looking at here as far as the price difference? Well, we sell the UV5R currently at $41.99 and the UV899 for $79.99. So that's a $38 difference. Yeah. But what are you getting for that $38? Um, Basically, you're getting 
double the memory channels, a more durable radio with a more rugged case, you're getting a programmable side key, a channel knob, better backlit display. And that may be, for a lot of people, that may be worth the, uh, the extra money. And, and it's still better, under $100. Better stock antenna. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the bottom line for me is I could see, is this radio going to knock the UV5R off its throne as the, the, the you know, most popular or best-selling handheld radio? Not a chance. Is, are, there, are there going to be some people who are considering a UV5R that may make a step up to the 899 because it has some of the things they're looking for, like the, the better stock antenna or just a better, better quality in general? Absolutely, there will be some people that make that, that call. It's, there's still some things to be desired with the 899. It really needs the Part 90 type acceptance. Yeah, it does. I think that's one of the, one of the uh, drawbacks. Absolutely. If if it had that, you'd get another class of user altogether. You'd get some of the business people that would are using it for ham and and work. Um, you'd get some of those users buying it. Um, also, perhaps more the user for this radio may be some someone that's considering a KG UV D1P. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a more expensive radio that has a lot of the same features of this 899. I think there are going to be a lot of people that are considering a UVD1P that will go, wait a minute, I can get an 899 for a few bucks less. And it's a smaller radio. It's got a few things that the D1P doesn't have. So I think there's a place for this radio. Um, I think it's going to grab some UV5R people. Um, I don't think it's going to grab a lot of them. I, I don't know. It it might. It, I think if this radio takes off and becomes um, a little more popular, mm-hmm. and uh, Ushin has said that if it does become popular, if it's worth their while and, and the cost of, of getting the Part 90 certification, um, and they do it, that this radio will really take off. I, I really think that it could really take off and become a serious contender for the UV5R. I, I don't know I, I can't say that would surpass the UV five R in terms of of popularity, but I think it um I think with that part ninety certification, I think it could become a serious contender. I think it becomes more part of the conversation if it adds the part ninety certification. Um the price being almost double the UV5R is a drawback as well. If this were $69, you may get more. Well, that could happen because remember that the UV5R started off uh, considerably higher priced. and in, th- in fact, it was not too far. I think the original price point for the UV5R was not too far off from where this one is today. You're right. Perhaps as, as they ramp up production, if this gains yeah. in popularity, cost drop, and um, price drops. Yeah. So w- we can hope for that. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts on, on this radio, the 899? Um, give it a chance. Uh, if, if you're in the area, swing by. We'll let you uh, demo one. Um, or order it uh, from our website. Give it a shot. I think everybody will um, be impressed with the 899. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Midland ER300 emergency hand crank radio with flashlight. 
Is it really an all-in-one solution in an emergency situation, or is it just a crank? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a new emergency hand crank radio from Midland with a flashlight, the ER300. Well, I'm going to sit in for Anthony today on the review since he's not here, but yeah. um, I, I picked a good episode for him, for him to not be here on because I get a product that I really, really like. And I like it too. The, the ER300 weather alert digital emergency solar powered dynamo crank radio from midland i really like this radio this radio does everything um pretty much (laughs) it does no literally it does everything i don't think there's much it it does not do um we'll start with the dog whistle okay let's start with the dog whistle um it has a dog whistle. I don't know. I, I you know, the, <laughs> you first mentioned dog whistle, and it's like, what, what, why would you need a dog whistle on a radio? But you know what? At, when I was looking over this product, I realized that uh, why it's in there. It, it's it's actually a very practical reason. Um, you're out hiking, you know. Right, Av- avalanche in the snow or something, and you got this radio with you, and uh, you can't talk. You're out of commission. You can't holler. You can't yell or whatever. And they send the search dogs out. This this specific feature is so that the search dogs can find you. You know, that makes so much sense when you when it's been explained. I'm like you. When I saw the dog whistle, I was like, oh, they're going overboard by adding the dog whistle. But that makes complete sense, and, and it's, it's a nice feature when it's explained that way. Look, anything that's going to bring help and relief in an emergency situation and, and bring on the brandy faster, <laughs> right. that's, that's a winner for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm just going to run through some of the things this, this uh, emergency radio will do. It has a, a flashlight. A Now, the flashlight is... Not just a, a you know low end flashlight like you might expect to see on a, a device that does fifty things. It's a it's bright. It's a pretty bright flashlight. Yeah. It's just Cree LEDs, so it's an LED flashlight. It's not going to draw a lot of the 
the battery that, that you're uh, maybe using your, your arms to power. It's very bright. It's very bright. Um, flashlight works well. It's got a long-life 2,000 milliamp battery built into this that you can charge in so many ways. And that's really the beauty of this. You can plug mm-hmm. it into the wall to charge it. Um, you can use the hand crank to charge it. I believe you can put regular batteries in here if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, on the other side, it's is a charger. You can plug your USB device into this radio and charge your cell phone during a power outage, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and I like that so much more than um, Midland has an older radio like this, the ER102, yeah. that uh, sells for about $15 less that tries to be a cell phone charger and what it has is a uh, port that then can connect maybe 10 different types of cell phones and most likely a cell phone you have won't plug into it this is like an updated uh version it's usb and most all cell phones today have at least uh, the capability of going to a usb charger well it's not just cell phones but tablets sure anything that uses usb should be able to, to be charged with this well, don't forget that it also has solar cells on it, solar power. So Did I not mention that? Yeah. yeah it, it, so that's another plus for this radio. And, you know, I was in a, a store not too long ago that uh, it was it was a, um, uh, a hardware store. And, you know, I was in some of these stores a few years ago, and I never saw any of these things on the shelves then. But now I go into them, and I see solar power you know solar panel um uh, kits uh on the shelves all over the place and it seems that solar power now that they're you know now that the solar cells are becoming more uh inexpensive inexpensive yeah to make um they're becoming more prevalent out there and uh I, i think that's a good thing i mean they're making these mobile ones that you can set on on the dashboard of your car, so you can power, you know, your radios and other devices uh, while you're in your car. Um, in an emergency situation, I think something like that makes perfect sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I don't have any stats on how long it will take to charge this, or if, if um, sitting it in the sun will sustain a constant um, charge and will charge the battery enough to power the radio, for example. Mm-hmm. But um, just having the option of, of being able to charge the battery through solar is um, very, very nice. This has a NOAA weather radio with an alert built in and AM, FM radio, digital radio, so you can catch everything. Now, this is not a two-way radio like the XT511 is, but um, it's still you know handy to have, have one in the car. Uh, you have one around, laying around the house or something. Uh, and this this is also pretty easy to hold and transport as well. Yeah, it is. It has a handle built right into the end. And, um, you know, it's it's not very heavy. It's a light radio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's smaller than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's a lot more compact. And I think it's, it's easier to... Uh, in fact, the way the handle is designed, you could probably, you know, just... Uh, you don't have to have, put it in a bug out bag or, or an emergency backpack. You can kind of strap it on to the end of it if you if you needed to, and then you have it at the ready where you can just pick it up and, and use it if you need to use it. 
Yeah, I, I think that this is one of the, the best emergency crank radios on the market. And I think it's, it's one of those essential types of devices. And I know we've talked about this before. We've oh, done yeah. episodes yeah. on weather radios. But it, it's so essential that everybody has one of these. They're so inexpensive. Fifty nine ninety nine is the currently the price for this radio. Especially for something that can potentially save your life or the life of your loved ones uh, in case of a, a real, a true weather emergency, you know, tornadoes, hurricane warnings, uh, you Just know. a power outage. How many yeah. power outages are you, I mean, everybody goes through a power outage or two a year anyway, mm-hmm. I would say. Just having this tucked away in the corner of your home um, to, to pull out so you can listen to the radio, listen to the weather broadcast, use a flashlight. Call a dog. <laughs> it, it just it just makes sense, and this is something everyone should have, and it, something that not enough people buy. Yeah, to be honest, you don't really think about these types of, of things until it's too late when you're sitting in that situation where you're without power and your cell phone's dead. That's true, and you, you wish you had something like this. Well, that's the reason this makes such a great gift. It does. It, it makes a great gift uh, for anyone, really. Uh, and, and just as an aside, uh, if if I activate that dog whistle, that dog had better have a kick of Randy with him. But, yeah, I think this is a very good device. And if I don't know if they're going to replace the ER-102 with it or not, uh, but if they are, I, this is definitely the item that, that would... Uh, that would replace it. Yeah, the ER-102 is $45, and the ER-300 is $59.99. So um, I honestly wouldn't buy the ER-102. I mean, I know we sell the ER-102, and I'm probably um, hurting sales by saying it, but it just makes so much more sense to upgrade to the ER-300 and get the, the USB charger and uh, the solar power, the better flashlight. It's such a better product in the ER-102. And don't forget, if you enter the promo code SHOW at checkout when you order one of these from Buy Two-Way Radios, you can save an additional 5% on that. That's a great point. That's a great point. So would you give this uh, two thumbs up? What what if Anthony was here? Would he uh, call it a cool little radio? I don't like to speak for Anthony, but (laughs) I don't think there's any doubt he would call it a a cool little radio. Has has, Has there been a radio he hasn't called it a cool little radio? Uh, there have been a few. Okay, okay. but uh, but uh, I don't think this would be. I don't think this would be one. Of them. I don't think so either. This is definitely a cool radio. All right, all right. Well, we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Um, the first one, and the first one comes from Todd, and Todd's responding to. Um, Episode 72 of the Two-Way Radio Show, introducing the Ocean KGUV-8D. And we uh, really talked about uh, the, this new radio that's now out from Ocean, and uh, it seems we can't even keep this thing in stock. <laughs> we're, we're, we're selling so many of these. We get a shipment, and they're gone. Yeah. And it... Go on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Todd wants to know... So how does all of us that has already done our pre-order of the KGUV-8D get the promo 5% off our order with the promo code? When he's talking about the promo code SHOW uh, in, uh, uh, that we talk about in the, you know, in the show. He's talking about the promo code SHOW. 
Well, uh, Todd, there's an easy answer for that. All you need to do, if you've already pre-ordered it, which uh, now we're out of the pre-order phase, or, and you can actually order them. They're just in and out of stock all the time. But you can go ahead and enter the promo code SHOW at checkout, and you can get uh, the KGUV8D uh, you know, at a 5% discount. The uh, promo code, uh, if you've already pre-ordered, you can call it in. And if you just give us a call in at uh, 800-584-1445, that's our number, by 2 com. And uh, and if you have any other promo code you can that that uh, you want to apply to it, you can give us that promo code, and uh, we'll be happy to to take care of that for you at the time, even though it's it's been on a pre-order. What's the time limit on that? If it's two years down the road, can you get your five percent off still? Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> if he calls us before the item ships, we can give him the the discount on the promo code. Absolutely, we'd be happy to. Okay, well that was <laughs> all right. Our um, our next one comes from Arlen. Arlen says, uh, and this is also in regards to the UV8D. We we got um, a lot of feedback on the UV8D, and uh, we uh, we had a lot of um, uh, people, I guess, that listened to the show and uh, it generated a lot of interest. Arlen says, received my UV8D yesterday, right on time as promised. Nice radio, programs well in spite of what some may say. My only problem is I really don't want to program all those 999 memories one at a time. Does anyone have an idea where we can find programming software and drivers for Windows 7 and the old black cable? Please let me know. And that's from Arlen. Um, well, we have programming software available for the UV8D. Just just shoot us an email or give us a call, and, and we'd be happy to email it to you. I don't believe we have a link to the programming software on our website or, or anything, but if, yeah, not yet. No. If you uh, call or email us, we'll be happy to um, email it to you or uh, send you a link to to some place you can download it from. Um, I know that uh, it's not available uh, in Chirp yet. Chirp is an open source programming software package. We talked about it earlier in this episode, but. Um, I, that's my favorite programming software yeah, to yeah, use. Yeah, mine too. Me and too. I'm sure with the popularity of the UV8D, someone will be adding Chirp support, um, hopefully in the near future. I think it's just a matter of time. I agree. And our last one is a comment. It comes from uh, KC9LOX. And he's uh, referring to the uh, Puxing PXUV973 uh, in comparison to the KGUV8D. And he says, if the Ushin build quality and performance is better than the Pooksing, then to me, it is worth the price. And that's from uh, KC9LOX. Um, so what uh, I've heard this from a number of people where they're comparing it to other radios and say, you know what, the, um, the price of the uh, KGUV8D is priced well, it's priced right, and... Um, it's uh, for for what you get with it. It looks like a really really good value. Uh, apparently, based on how we're we're unable to keep them in stock, I would say that uh, a lot of people um, agree with that. It's been um, rather crazy. Yeah, with the well, not, you know, not just that, but uh, the uh, pretty much all of our comments were related to the UV8D here. Uh, all of our questions and comments for the show. Um, that has been to date one of the most popular 
episodes of the Two Way Radio Show that uh, that uh, we produced out there. And this was the uh, last episode, episode seventy-two. Uh, we also produced an unboxing video for the UVAD, and this turned out to be one of the most popular uh, videos that we've put out. You know, I think we were getting around a thousand views a day on that video, yeah. Uh, yeah. the first few days anyway, uh, which is is crazy. Yeah, it just really, really took off. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to receiving mine <laughs> when it when it comes in. I wanted to pre-order one, but uh, all the other pre-orders went out the door first, and we just haven't we haven't uh, we haven't even seen our demos back yet. It's it's, it's uh, we want to do some more videos, follow-up videos in the UVAD. Uh, we just uh, it's just a matter of having a radio in house long enough to do them. <laughs> They're that popular, right? Right. You know? All right, well, I guess that does it for our questions and answers this week. Uh, send in your comments and questions to uh, Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. All right, uh, I guess that does it for our show this week. Uh, before we go, uh, any final comments? Um, I don't think so. Any Anything from Anthony? Oh, wait, he's not here. Okay. Uh, all right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two Way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. And I'm Danny Feimster. And we're out. Out.